Hi, Emerald listeners. Today is a special episode because we are introducing our new editor-in-chief for next year. Um, Hi, Sarah May. You're here with us. She is currently the uh, editor for the Arts and Culture Desk. And then we are also joined by our current editor-in-chief, Ryan. So, hi. How are you both doing? How are you doing, Sarah May? Hi, Megan. I'm doing pretty well. Just week four of the term getting through. Thanks for having me on. I've never been in a podcast before, so... This, this is, is exciting. very exciting. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm all right. You know, it's week uh, four as of this recording. Um, I haven't been on a podcast for a very long time, so it's exciting to to make a return. Yeah, well, I'm happy to have you both. Uh, this is kind of an annual thing at the Emerald where we have a little session where we have our current editor-in-chief and then our new editor-in-chief just kind of have a conversation about... Um, goals and memories and everything and it's just it's kind of a fun thing to do to reflect on for both people um but I just want to start off by introducing Sarah May um and asking a few questions about her background so we can kind of just get to know who she is as a person um and so I just wanted to know when did you start becoming interested in journalism yeah it's hard to remember an exact moment but it must have been in college because Middle school, I wanted to be an NFL player, and then I wanted to be a neuroscience neuroscientist. Wait, wait, wait! wait. I have school. to. St- I have to. Yeah, stop can we like back up NFL for a second, player? survey? <laughs> yeah, can we just go back real quick? Wait, so you wanted to be an NFL player? Yeah. Wait, like what position? Yeah, so, oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, I wanted to be a quarterback. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh I my god. I used to have a good arm. I'm a little out of practice, but I grew up with uh, my brothers playing a lot of sports just in our yard with some other boys in our neighborhood. So. I don't know if I like processed that I was a girl at that point, um, but I just really liked playing football. So um, yeah, and then I definitely pivoted. Um, I was a little bit all over the place with career interests, but I think like the two things that have stayed very consistent for me were one, I've always loved writing just in my free time and it's always been my academic strong suit for sure. And then the second being that I just wanted to do something where I felt like I could um, contribute something positive, like as cheesy as it sounds, feel like I was making the world a little bit better through my career as well as making money. Um, so yeah, I found journalism in college and it just felt like a really good overlap of those two interests. Awesome. Um, so just kind of walk me through um, your experience. So you get into college, you decide you want to do journalism. I'm presuming you're obviously in the SOJC and everything. What um, experience do you have in journalism? Previous jobs, whatever. Yeah, for sure. So my first year, I wrote for a campus publication called Her Campus, which is like an online magazine that is catered toward college students. So I wrote some news articles for them, did some freelance writing for different um, blogs and websites, and then applied to the Emerald at the end of my second year. And I initially really wanted to be on the news desk, um, but they were full. So I was like, okay, I'll do A&C and then ended up really loving it. And let's see, what else outside of the Emerald? Well, right now I'm doing a news internship at Eugene Weekly and covering an environmental beat. Um, So that's been really fun. And I think a good opportunity for me to sort of round out my experience as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it worked out for you for not joining the news desk and staying at the arts and culture (laughs) desk. Um, So can you actually explain to me um, what your current position is? I I know I said you're an editor, but just like what that entails and then what you've learned from your job. 
Yeah, so I'm the desk editor for Arts and Culture, and if you aren't familiar with the desk editor role, it basically means I like assign and edit pitches, um, write, assign stories to writers and then edit them um, when they come in, as well as helping reporters like throughout the reporting process with any issues that come up. And then lead desk meetings, do hiring, work on desk-wide projects, so generally just sort of the point person in charge of like moving the desk forward and making improvements on it. Almost everything I've learned about editing and a lot of what I know about leadership, I've learned from being at the Emerald. Um, with editing, I think I've learned a lot of just how to communicate feedback to people, so how to give edits in a way that um, are clear. Like I try to always explain the concept behind what I'm suggesting so that it can hopefully give the writer something to think about in the long term, as well as just helping that particular story. And then just sort of finding that balance between like being very collaborative and open to the writer's preferences and thoughts and understanding where they're coming from. Um, but then also sort of knowing when I need to like make, make those decisions or um, just be clear about what needs to happen in the story. So just editing has been a big thing and um, yeah, just being in a position of leadership, I think one of like a very underrated leadership quality is just being authentic. And sometimes there's like a standard that we have of what a leader needs to be, like having all the answers at your fingertips or having like a certain, um, I don't know, persona. So a demeanor. I mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, a certain demeanor. So yeah, just learning to be real with people um, and to sort of own my own leadership style um, and to, that it's okay to like not always have the answers immediately. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so you had a great year as, an alt as the arts and culture editor, um, but what made you decide to uh, apply for the EIC position? Yeah, I, I did really enjoy, um, or I have been enjoying being the ANC editor this year. And I just you know thought as a, as a next step, I was excited to get more involved with the different, different desks at the Emerald and work on sort of the bigger picture. Um, outside of the ANC desk, which I really, really love. And yeah, I don't, I mean, I care a lot about the Emerald. I'm very invested in next year being awesome. And I think I have um, some good ideas and can help move us in a good direction. And then um, personally, it's a good sort of intersection of my interests in terms of like, it scratches like the editing, words, journalism itch, and also the like mentoring, working with people itch. Um, and um, just working with a nonprofit, which is something that relates to um, my other major. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I watched your presentation about your goals for being EIC for next year, and I was super impressed by just how, like, invested you are with the Daily Emerald, which obviously, hopefully everyone who's an editor, you know, working at the Emerald Fields. Um, but it was really, really nice to see. So I'm excited to see what you do next year. Um, but yeah. now I want to kind of transition this um, over to Ryan so you can ask some questions. And like I said, he's the current EIC. He's great. He's awesome. And I think he would have some really great questions to ask you about um, what you what you plan to do for next year. So, Ryan, you can kind of take it away. Yeah, totally. So, Sarah May, uh, as Megan mentioned, you gave a presentation to the uh, staff of the Emerald about your plans for next year. Could you, like go over your thoughts and what you hope to focus on for next year. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of my main goals is to really um, make the most of the student experience um, and what our student staff get out of the Emerald. We have like so many college students who are really, really hardworking and dedicated. Um, a lot of them also work for free. So really important to make sure that this is um, an opportunity for them to connect with other people in an enjoyable way and also learn a lot, like have it be a good professional development opportunity. Um, so I wanna boost the training that we have throughout the year and make sure that um, people who join um, throughout the course of the academic year are getting um, trained to having networking opportunities and um, being just having all the guidance and support they need. Um, so some, a particular thing I wanna do in that domain is have a like little big siblings program at the Emerald. So let writers or new members of the Emerald opt into um, this sort of op, like ment informal mentoring program where they can be matched with a returning member of their desk and have someone to immediately be connected to and someone who can give them um, more guidance and maybe more sort of individual attention than an editor and just to have someone who's not your editor um, to approach as well. So yeah, the student experience um, is really important, like building that community, um, professional development, all of that. And then a second goal that I have is boosting our digital and multimedia content. So just keeping with the digital age, um, Ryan's given me some good ideas for how we can get a little bit more creative on our website and sort of prioritize um, what we're doing with digital platforms as well as our print edition. And then expanding multimedia, um, incorporating more like video and audio into the reporting that all four of our writing desks do and having editorial cartoons. That's something I desperately want to do that I would put in that category as well. And the final sort of overarching goal in my strategic plan was about improving diversity, um, both within our newsroom staff and in our coverage. So I have some plans for that in the works, including hiring um, paid diversity reporters who will do some community outreach as well as covering a community and diversity beat and starting a Emerald Ethics Board to um, keep track of how we're doing in terms of like diversity and equity um, as well as other um, journalism ethics issues that come up um, so that we can sort of decide on them as a newsroom and that that's something that Francis suggested to me and I'm excited to yeah make that happen. Yes, and Francis O'Leary is our managing editor for those of you who are familiar. Um, but yeah, that's a really exciting plan and it builds a lot off of the work that previous EICs have done. Uh, not just me, of course. Um, that's that's a little, little brag there, but we're very excited to have you for next year. Um, so, like, you've been at the Emerald for a while now. What What's your favorite uh, Emerald memory? That's a hard question. I don't know if I'll be able to pick just one. I think in general, it's definitely like the community um, within the Emerald in general, but like on ANC this year, I feel like we have a really, a really good vibe going. It's a great combination of people who are really passionate and dedicated and like serious about their work, but also like to joke around. So, okay, for example, here's a recent time um, April Fools was a Thursday this year, and on Thursdays, all my writers send me pitch ideas, and then I assign their next story. Um, but one of our writers, M. Chan, our food writer, 
just sent me an email saying, hey, I couldn't think of any pitch ideas. Maybe next week, though. And I totally forgot that it was April Fool's. Like, it was a long day. So I was just super <laughs> confused and, like, overthinking how to respond. Like, you know, be assertive, but also show care because something must be happening in her life. And then Em was like, sorry, that was an April Fool's joke, but I guess it didn't make you laugh. So even though that wasn't my favorite memory while it was happening because I was just very confused, I definitely had, like, a great laugh about that afterwards. And then, you know, she sent me actual pitches, so... <clears throat> I would say, I don't know if I can pick one favorite, but I think that's a good example of how, like, we, like, joke around, we have fun, um, but we also um, care a lot about what we're doing and get the job done. That's great. I know I'm pretty well, so I was actually watching her <laughs> write this email, like, before she did this, because I just was there with her, and I was I, wondering you how you let me reacted. be duped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how I completely how fell went. for it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm extremely well, gullible, so. I, I think I am a little bit too, but you know what? It, it was good. It was good. I, I don't think I, I don't think I did any pranks for April Fool's, at least in my memory. Um, but my last question is, so what are you like most excited for next year as EIC? Yeah, great question. First of all, I'm really excited to hopefully meet many of you all in person because it's very crazy that I haven't met a lot of the people I've been working closely with. So hopefully in the fall or sometime early-ish next year, we'll be able to be back in person. Um, I think that we've done a great job staying connected in this remote world, like um, Ryan and Francis and other leadership um, position, people in other leadership positions have done a lot in terms of like making more Slack channels, having more social time and meetings. Um, but yeah, there's just nothing to quite replace being in Suite 302, I think it is, um, in the EMU in person. So yeah, yeah, definitely I think what makes me the most excited is like the, the people that I'll get to work with and the community we have. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, I'm very excited to have editorial cartoons and particularly I'm excited to hire some diversity reporters to do more outreach and um, start our mentoring program, so. All right, that's great. Um, so now, Sarah Mae, it's time for you to turn the tables and ask me a few questions. Um, oh, hopefully fabulous. they're not too difficult. <laughs> I'm sure that you'll nail them all. Um, okay, so first thing I was wondering is what's something that you've learned during your time as EIC um, that you wish someone could have told you when you were starting out? That's like a great question. Um, that one's kind of hard. Um, I think a lot of the things that I've like experienced in this position are things that people have like warned me about and told me about and that I like knew, but it, it, it takes actually experiencing these things to really like understand them. Um, it's like this, it's like this, I saw like a TED Ed video about this, about this, I think, philosophical question, but it, I, when I say philosophical question, I don't think it's that deep for me. That's just the only way I can describe it. Like, I'm not trying to get very deep here, but it's about a lady who knows everything. So it's a lady who's locked in a room and she reads like every single scientific book about color, but she's colorblind and she can't see anything. Um, and she knows like how it works and like, what the relationships are and, and stuff, 
but then she like sees like an apple for the first time and she sees the color and like the question is has did she learn anything or not um from that experience of actually experiencing it so it's like that i think um but to actually answer your question um <laughs> that was quite an analogy i like that <laughs> yeah it's I'll, I'll 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 send you the video i'll well we can link it in the description it's really interesting um yeah let's do that but i think like trying to learn just how much of leadership roles is about like having and executing a vision and like you're not always going to be able to do things like especially this year sometimes you just have to keep the ship afloat and that's what you can do yeah which is a little sad but you know that's life it's okay (laughs) yeah no good to have realistic expectations okay I like yeah I definitely appreciate the analogy okay my second question here is say um you were going to be EIC for another year very fun thought right (laughs) (laughs) um what would be something that you um, think the emerald still needs that you would really like to accomplish yeah I think just a lot of like the same ideas that you have like trying to make recruitment and training more a more formalized process, trying to hire more reporters to cover diversity and equity issues, um, trying to make sure that we have like the ability to do these things. And in general, just trying to set it up as best I can for when I leave. Um, and then something a bit more personal just, I would like to use my office. I've used it a handful of times. I haven't really touched it, but it has like, it's nice. There's like a computer in there and like file folders. Um, there's like paper clips. There's a stapler. Like there's a lot of nice stuff in there. <laughs> Your own stapler. Yeah. I well, know, Feel right? free to come back anytime. Right. Sarah May will probably share her stapler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you ask nicely. <laughs> be honorary, I see. Um, Okay, and then last question here for me is, what have been your favorite parts of being EIC? I know it's a hard job, (laughs) but what have been the best parts? I think just really getting to work with reporters and writers from like all different parts of the newsroom um, and just remembering like how like skilled they are and how exciting it is for them to like really hone their craft and I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do trying to make sure that like these people are getting what they want out of the emerald making sure they like that I can pass along opportunities like trainings internships uh jobs especially that sort of thing um it's always really rewarding to see every week even if it is like a difficult job yeah yeah that's awesome I I think watching people grow and find new opportunities beyond the Emerald is definitely one of the most satisfying parts of being an editor. Yeah, I was just thinking, listening to both of you talk, it just sounds so stressful to be in such like a position, but like also like the underlying, just wanting to see people grow. That obviously is what we're doing as like a student publication. So I think that's like really awesome. And Ryan, it has been such a great year to see you just flourish and just be a leader and be funny and make me laugh every single editor's meeting and you know you're just great um 
Ryan has personally been like really amazing for me too. So I just you as well really have a connection to Ryan. We love Ryan here. (laughs) Thank you. And Sarah May, I'm so excited to see what you're gonna end up doing. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I would second that. I think Ryan set a really good model for me and has also been incredibly helpful um, in sort of the early transition process, helping me figure out how to do math in the budget and things like that. So really, I'm really glad that I'm getting to come after Ryan and work with him. Thank you. I appreciate that from the both of you. I'm excited to see what the both of you do next year. Oh, wow. We're getting all emotional at 1230 noon, but I, I, I love it. I love it. But yeah, unless anybody else has anything to add, I think I'm going to wrap it up. So just checking, making sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it was a great conversation and we'll all link both Ryan and Sarah May's, uh, profile so you guys can see and keep up to date with them and yeah thanks for being here you guys thank you Megan thanks everyone